0: Am I on? Can you hear me?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. How is Thanksgiving, everyone?
1: Is awesome. awesome.
0: <laughs> Are you still sleepy from the turkey? No? That's good. I think I am. I don't know. We'll see. this thing on or off? Hopefully it's off. Oh. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. King. The one with eyes like fire. The one who died. The one who lived for you, for me. The one who loves unconditionally. The everlasting father. Emmanuel, God with us. It is his name that we're here. To exalt. To glorify. It's him we're here to meet. And that's it. So I invite you with me right now to invite him. Pray. Reach out. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come, God. We don't want you. We know that you are not waiting on us, Lord. I know that you are waiting on us, Lord. You are always ready to do great things, Lord. You sit and you wait for us to be ready for you, God. Lord, we know, Lord, that you want to do mighty things through these people here. We know, Lord, that this ground is the in which you want to do your revival. We know, Lord, that these are the people, these are the individuals through which you want your name to go forth, Lord, not just in this city, but to this nation, Lord. We know that, God. Lord, so we just cry out, Lord. We cry out, come, Holy Spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Mm. There is no one like you, God, there is no one as good as you, as loving and faithful and kind, Lord. There is none who, who could die like you died, Lord, and, and bring power on earth like you brought power, God. Lord, we can't heal anyone without you, Lord. No miracles will happen without your spirit, God. Lord, our words are nothing. They fall to the ground without you, God. So we invite you to come, Holy Spirit. da 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 John the Baptist he said for whom the God, God sent utters the words of God for he gives his spirit without measure it is by God's word his truth his reality that his spirit is released without measure do you know that there is more of God's spirit to experience? Even though he's limitless and he lives in us, we still have yet to experience all that he has for us. It's limitless. And so we, there is never permission to stop crying out. There's only permission to continue to cry out. Jesus said, will I find faith, faith on the earth when I come? So we just put the enemy on notice Mm. And anything that he wants to do today, we cancel those plans in Jesus' name. We just thank you, God, that you have prepared hearts today, Lord, for what you want to do. And we say do what you want to do, Lord. So I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the seasons are changing. Have you noticed that? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 you know the uh you know the chapter i'm sure it's about there's a i think there's a 60s song written about it before my time
2: what are those right
0: way before my time for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. Is Kaylee still in here? Kaylee, can you come up? So Kaylee is an amazing... She's an amazing runner and an amazing melon farmer. <laughs> and dancer, too. I saw that. Um, so I asked a- Kaylee to come up. She's the expert about melons. Um, and there's, there's seasons. Her melons are sweet. They are, they're amazing. If you've never had her melons, you have to have her melons. Um, but there's a season for melons. There's multiple seasons for melons. So I asked Kaylee to kind of share with us briefly in 90 seconds or so. Specifically talk to us about the planting and the harvesting season but also what you need to do p- to prepare for the next season.
2: Okay, so I think I just forgot how to grow melons. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so uh, melons are sensitive to, uh, good. they need good soil. So if you don't have very rich soil, then uh, you've got to start off with a lot of good rich compost. So uh, beginning of the season, lots of, lots of good, good uh, rich soil, Uh, then they need lots of sunshine, full sun, lots of water, uh, and lots of weed control. That is a big deal with melons, uh, because they are very wide plants. And if you don't have good weed control down, um, you won't harvest. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, throughout the season, keep it 90 seconds. So, uh, there's a lot of care involved, uh, but come the end of the season, uh, when you get your harvest, um, Then uh, at the end of the season, uh, the late plantings are, um, you're always watching the weather. And um, it's always my goal to get as much um, of the valuable stuff out of the field as possible. And when it gets cold, then I'll cover them, keep them warm, so I can continue to harvest as much of the valuable as possible. And then once, once you've gotten everything valuable from that crop, it's done. Uh, So then I just let it, uh, let the frost kill the plants. They're already usually mostly dead. Uh, And then it's time to pull them out um, to get ready for next year. Um, And it's important to, um, uh, you've got to either pull all your plants out and take them out of the garden. That is recommended uh, so that parasites and, and pests that are in the uh, in the plants don't overwinter till next season so oftentimes i'll take the plants out of the garden um, or even if i don't do that you've got to pull everything up uh then bring in your you know your tiller till everything under uh get it ready for next year so that's about very brief <laughs> There's a lot more,
0: but. awesome thank you kaylee yeah There is a season for everything. There is a time to plant the melon plants. There's a time to harvest the fruit from those melon plants. But it, interestingly, there's a time when those plants have served their purpose in that season. And they need to be just thrown away, they need to die, they need to be tilled under and turned into compost. Now, if, if Kaylee leaves those, those plants in the next season, what happens? They clutter the ground, and there's no opportunity for planting in the next season. So when I was reading this, this passage this week, I heard melon farming from the Lord. Because when I originally read it, I actually, I, I was thinking of weeds. You know, you gotta, there's a time to pull up the weeds. But no, that's not what it says. There's a time to pluck up what has been planted. And that's what you do with melon plants. They have they have their purpose. Fruit is born. And then, the, then once you harvest the fruit, the plants, they're gone. You plant new ones next season. This word uh, in ecclesiastes chapter 3 it says there for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven the word matter literally means that which one in which one takes delight so there is a delight a unique delight as much in the planting as there is in the harvesting as much as there is in preparing for the next season removing the plants to prepare the soil for the next season Daniel the prophet recognized this, that there are seasons for different things. Um, And he actually said in Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, he said, he, God, changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So Daniel recognized that there are different seasons. Things change, and God is the one who changes those seasons. Um, do you want me to get a different mic? Jason, I don't know if you're in here. He keeps cutting out. Can uh, you the pack to your left side? Yep. Okay. All right, we'll try that. Awesome. Um, so we are, God changes seasons, and we're entering a new season. And it matters that we are aware of which season we're in. This is is something made very clear throughout Scripture in many, many places. But the problem is, we have been conditioned to think that there's only one season. And that's not true. If you continue on in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 3, It says there is a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. There is a time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time for everything. There are seasons of addition and there are seasons of subtraction. Both are necessary. But no one typically likes seasons of subtraction. (laughs) No, I don't. But they are just as necessary as the seasons of addition. But if you feel the way I do, we're not alone. Because Gideon felt the same way. How many of you know the story? Judges chapter 6 and 7. Israel was getting their butt kicked. 135,000 Midianites. And some people blame Gideon for putting out a fleece. But, (laughs) I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. Are you sure that you want me to go up against 135,000 warriors with 300 people? And you know the story, God whittled it down. But as a result of Gideon's willingness... To reduce or subtract to the point of reliance on the Lord. The Lord ushered in a season of victory over the enemy. I think Bill Johnson speaks of the story of Gideon like this. He says we sometimes need to reduce down to the point of strength. So subtraction is not always a bad thing. If God is saying it's time to subtract something, it's time to remove something, it's time to break something down. We don't need that plant anymore because it's time for a new season, for example. Gideon, you don't need all these extra warriors. David, you don't need Saul's armor. All you need is an ear and feet. My sheep hear my voice and they know me, and, I fo- and they follow me. That's what Jesus said. The problem with having a lopsided, God-only-wants-to-add-all-the-time mindset is when we have that mindset without knowing it, we unknowingly sidestep avoid, or at least downplay anything in Scripture that might make us uncomfortable. If I'm not willing to hear hard words, then I'm going to miss out on what's going on in the present season. Because sometimes God wants to remove things that were for last season that are getting in the way of what he wants to do now. Mm -hmm. There are times when God is putting a greater emphasis on having us break some things down. Did you hear me? I said us. It is on us to break things down that should not be standing still. And that looks differently in each of our lives. But you might say, well, that sounds painful. (laughs) That sounds mean, even. Painful, probably. Mean, no. My daughter, Eden, pointed out the other day something that I already saw, but when she said it, the Holy Spirit used what she said to draw my attention to something. Our neighbors uh, have there's an old fence that's been falling down for a while, and it's it's been gray and just rickety, and it just it, it has no purpose. <laughs> it's a horrible fence, and so they tore the fence down, and then they built a new fence, and it's fresh and it's strong and it serves a purpose. The other one was going to fall down any day. It was needed to tear down that old fence so that in, there would be space for a new one. There's no point in trying to build on top of an, a, a broken foundation or over top of a fence that's, that's old and, and uh, eaten by, by termites and weathered by the storms, right? Sometimes there's mindsets that need to be broken down. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, you know what it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And then it says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So, I I feel like we're supposed to just pause for a second here. And in the hearing of that, just pause and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is there anything right now that you're speaking to me that I need to break down? Any mindset, any, anything that I've been doing or way I've been thinking, things I've been saying, things that I, I've been hanging on to that I need to let go of. So I just want to pause, and, and I'm with you in, in this, by the way. I I want to ask the same question, Lord, what what is it? There's always something. Usually it's more than one thing. So I'll be quiet and let him speak. Luke chapter 19 verses 44 or 41 through 44 And when they drew near and saw the city Jesus he wept over it saying would that you even you had known on this day the things that make for peace but now they're hidden from your eyes For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down, breaking down, to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you. And listen to this. Because you did not know the time or the season of your visitation. Because... Mm. because these religious leaders did not perceive the season of jesus's coming what season it, it was when he came a season of breaking down and plucking up came as a result because they did not fall on the sun the sun fell on them Because they did not fall on the sun, this sun fell on them. How many of you know what I'm referencing? Matthew 21 says, Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, of course. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. So um, it, is, it is always a lot easier <laughs> when, when God's saying, hey, man, woman, <laughs> there's something in your life, like there's something that, whatever it might be, that I want you to let go of. There, there, is, there is fear that comes when he says that. There is, there is even offense. Jesus said, blessed is he who's not offended in me jesus offends people and it's not because he's offensive he's offended me and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about there have been times i think in all of our lives where he he said something and it's like man i do not want to hear that <laughs> but we can choose in that, and it's not because he's offensive it's because we're uh, we need to change to conform to him my wife said something to me maybe a month ago I dance before the Lord. I have been for years now, but in private. <laughs> and she said, she said, you know what, Matt? My wife's fully a prophet, so I listen to what she says. There's other reasons why I listen to what she says, but that's one of them. No. Um, so she said, you know what? You're not going to get that next level of breakthrough that you want until you decide to dance in front of other people i was like no why did you have to say that i would have rather not heard that because now i'm accountable (laughs) like i i did not i didn't want to do that and i don't know if some of you were here but i did i jumped around a little today but um there were i think it was the following sunday Dawn called me and he said, "You know what? We need we need a little bit of extra help on the ministry team. We're short somebody." And I was like, "Oh, there's my out. If I'm on the ministry team, then I don't have to dance." And the Lord just quickly quipped back and goes, "No, it's not going to work out like that." But I was like, "Okay, well, all right. Well, you know, you never know, you know." So I show up and I'm, um, you know, I go over there and I'm kind of helping out. And then and then I hear him say, "It's time to dance." And I was like. I started kind of dragging my feet, waiting around a little bit. I start swaying a little bit, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And then the next song came, just started going in. I don't know what happened. The Holy Spirit just possessed me, and I started twirling around. And, and, then, I, and then I stopped dancing, and I, and, I, um, and I was ready to dance again. And this fear came over me. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, what will people think? And then I go, wait a minute, no, I've already crossed that line. Who cares? (laughs) There's something about stepping beyond where we haven't stepped before. There is something about stepping over that threshold. And it's unique for each of us. I used to be so afraid of people. When I was about 18 or 19... I was going to a church and I realized that the only way to get to know, to decide if I wanted to stay at this church was to get to know the people there. But I was afraid to talk to people. And so I would go into the restroom and I would wrestle with God afterward. Because what I normally did, as soon as the service was over, I would run like Kaylee. (laughs) I would run. I would run. She doesn't run out of the service. I mean, she ran up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would run. I mean, I would get out of there. Because i didn't want to talk to anybody i would just you know hopefully no one says anything so i begin to wrestle with the lord i went into the restroom and i said okay lord help me help me help me help me uh, okay i can do this and i'd go out and i'd talk to somebody and time went on and i started getting more friendly toward people and they begin they asked me to be like a greeter I'm like, boy, you have no idea. You guys, this is, I mean, your church is going down. You know, this is, so so I began greeting. And then time went on and they said, we want you to be the, the head greeter. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. So that happened. And then it went from there to they asked me to start leading Bible studies. And and eventually they asked me to become an associate pastor there. And I just I just laughed. I mean, I'm like, God, I can't even, I mean, I'm a, this is the guy who's afraid to talk to people. You know, and here I am speaking. So, so what if I had never done that? And, and the question, I, I, I pose that question to everyone here. And there's no one left out. So like, what is, what is that thing in your life that God's saying, man, I want you to step into that? And you've been dragging your feet. You're like, you know what? I know he's speaking to me. I know there are people in here, and he's been speaking to you. He's been saying things to you, maybe for a while. He's been telling you to do something. And you don't want to do it because you're afraid. But there is so much joy on the other side of that wall of fear. Do you know that that wall is made of vapor? It's a smokescreen by the enemy. He says, I know, I know there's something so amazing over there for them. I know that there's fullness of joy beyond that point because that thing that's beyond that fake vapor, vaporous wall that I put in front of them, that's their destiny. That's that person's calling. And that's why you're so afraid because it's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And you're supposed to be doing it now. And the the, the spirit of God is saying, don't wait anymore. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Don't drag your feet. Because you're going to have such a breakthrough. You are going to have such life. Such a light is going to shine on you. You are going to be pulled out of darkness. But you have to lift your hand up. You have to do some movement yourself. But he's ready. I saw this vision. I saw this picture of the Father today. Doing this today for each and every one of you. Pulling you into his heart. Into his chest. And the lie of the enemy is that when we go to walk into something that we're all by ourselves... But we have divine power to destroy strongholds. Those walls that raise themselves up against the knowledge of God that say, no, you can't do that. And no, you shouldn't do that. And put it off one more day. And I hear the Spirit saying, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. I heard him say that yesterday. Don't put it off because the Father is Wooing you. And he's he's not he's not gonna say do it by yourself. He says, when you start to move, I'm just right alongside you. And it's gonna open up things that you've never seen before. And I and I just feel the Father's heart right now in this season, like pleading with us. And he says, enough. Enough for if for no other reason for the sake of of the ones out there, like each of you, there's no reason why each of us can't do amazingly powerful things. And it's going to look different. Fine. I get that. But there is no reason why every last one of us, like just one of us could change the whole world tomorrow. What if all of us did what God said we're supposed to do? And it's just about taking the next step. He says, don't worry about 14 steps, 70 steps. Just take one. And then when you get the one, then he reveals the next one. And each time you do that, your legs get stronger. So it's really crazy because God, Jesus himself says, I'm going to break down what I had built, right? He broke, he, he said, this temple that I commissioned uh david solomon solomon to build talk to david about it but solomon built it wasn't god the one who had that temple built so why would he have it tore down this is the same god in ezra chapter 1 verse 5 it says then rose up the heads of the father's houses of judah and benjamin and the priests and the levites everyone whose spirit god had stirred god had stirred them to go up to rebuild the house of the lord in jerusalem not only did he commission the temple, but he said, "I want you to go rebuild it." So, why now is God saying it's time to tear it down? Different season. <laughs> it's a different season. So, I don't think I would have. Uh, I actually don't know, but but I just want to honor my friend Paul Anderson here. Um, he started reading Ecclesiastes chapter three to us. Uh, a few weeks ago, my wife and I, and I have never seen Ecclesiastes three in the same way since. Um, there, there are some scriptures that you read and you go, "Wait a minute, God, are you contradicting yourself? You're this way, but you're also this way." Romans chapter eleven says, "Paul says, take note of the kindness and the severity of the Lord." Like, okay, God's kind, but He's also severe. Yeah, like my wife pointed out to me the other day, Jesus going to the cross, that's kind of severe. Putting his own son to death, that's pretty severe. But understanding that God moves differently and emphasizes different things and does different things and has different purposes and different seasons, seasons and understanding those is a small key that opens a very, very big door. I just thank you, I honor you, Paul, for, for sharing that. Because I had never seen that. And it reconciles things that, that often are confusing. So, there is a way that God moved, revealed himself, and things the Spirit was emphasizing last season in our lives. That he is not now. He is emphasizing different things. He's doing different things. And and it's up to him to want to do that. So it's up to us to perceive what season are we in. Like I said, there are seasons of building up, and there are seasons we need to break things down. There were spirit-led methods that accomplished specific fruitful purposes in their season. But unless the Lord builds the house, the builders build in vain. Psalm 127. And like Cayley and last season's melons, plants, unless we are willing to break down whatever does not fit with each new season, the ground will be cluttered with death instead of life. And we will wonder, why is the Spirit not moving? because we haven't removed what needs to be removed from the previous season it had its purpose it was good even and we will disallow future fruitfulness from breaking forth as a result it's up to us check this out wow second kings chapter 18 if you want to follow along second kings 18 verse 3 through 7 And he, Hezekiah, speaking of Hezekiah, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that David his father had done. He removed, there's that word removed, broke down, the high places and broke the pillars and cut down the asterisk. It's a good thing to do, of course, obviously. Now here's one that's unique. (laughs) Here's here's a, a twist. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. What's that? For until those days, the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Nehashtan. So they gave it a name, the bronze serpent. Excuse me. He trusted in the Lord, verse 5, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him, for he held fast to the Lord. He held fast to the Lord. He held fast to the Lord. He didn't hold fast to the constructs of the previous season. He held fast to the Lord. He listened to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. Now, this is just strange. I mean, who, who is it that told Moses to craft this bronze serpent that anyone who looked at it would be healed? God did. He said, make this bronze serpent. I mean, that in and of itself just seems kind of strange and wacky, doesn't it? I mean, make a—I mean, a serpent. Like, why a serpent? Okay, bronze. Okay, and we look at it and we're healed. It just, he'd never done that before. But he said, you know what? Hey, this is how I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I love it. And then you get, later, he's... He puts it in the heart of Hezekiah. Break this thing down, man. They're worshiping this. This is an, this is an impediment to what I want to do. <clears throat> that construct, that pattern, that method was for a previous season. <clears throat> Would it be strange if I told you, hey guys, right now, it's time to get your swimsuit on go sunbathe here in grants pass in your yard or we're going to have sub-zero weather go turn your sprinkler system on how would that work out you'd have cracked pipes it's the wrong season for my sprinkler system to be turned on it's the wrong season to be soaking up the rays in the sun at least here it just doesn't fit i mean that would be wacky and strange and you would think i was crazy yet we do the same thing in the spiritual sense sometimes. And the Lord just goes, huh? That doesn't fit. That's not what I'm doing right now. It, it's, we cannot fabricate relationship. We cannot shortcut relationship. Because relationship is the only place where we know and learn what God is doing now. It's easy to have a formula. It's easy to have a structure. Structure is fine. I'm not saying it isn't. Obviously, that, that, that melon needs to grow from a plant. I'm just saying it's easy um, to just say, well, let's just coast on whatever you know, they do or what we did yesterday or whatever. And God's like, I just want to be in relationship with you guys. I love you so much, and I want to do such big things, but all you have to do is hear my voice and follow my lead. And it's, it's, it's really challenging when my wife says it's time to dance, and God says it's time to dance, and I go, okay, but the joy. It's amazing. I'm going to read from my book here, uh, page 63. God is ready to raise up a people. I feel like this is very prophetic. God is ready to raise up a people who refuse to settle for the way things have been. He is looking for those unsatisfied with anything less than what he is eager to do now. (sighs) What will happen if we don't periodically do spiritual spring cleaning? If I don't do that, my garage will get cluttered and I won't have room for anything else. (laughs) In fact, we just had a bunch of junk that had built up in our garage, and I had to take a trip to the dump, and now it's freed up for Christmas decorations. (laughs) 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 Which means I have work to do. We're a little behind. Right, honey? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know what's on my list. Hmm but here's the thing that's not cleaning things out that needed to be cleaned out is exactly what Jesus' disciples did john chapter 4 verse 35 oh i love this story it's one of my favorites greg taught on this i don't know a few months ago um jesus says you say don't you in four more months the harvest will begin Look, I tell you, open your eyes and observe that the fields are ready for harvesting now. That's the international standard version. I love it because the international standard version adds the word now at the end of it. Now, Jesus is basically, so the question is, why did Jesus get to minister or did he even know to minister to this woman, but his disciples didn't because they didn't know the season. They were in town getting food. He was giving out food. They were concerned about cultural differences. Jesus was breaking through them. They were concerned about their bellies. Jesus was feeding someone's soul. But they missed it because they didn't see the season they were in. They were confused about their spiritual season and thereby... Missed out. So, um, God has something much better for us than than we've ever seen. Because that's what he does. I know that for a fact because he takes us from glory to glory. But there's a season coming that's going to blow our mind. But we have to remove anything that's in the way to prepare for it. Do you believe that God can do revival in your heart today? Do you believe He wants to today? Do you think God says, you know what, I'd rather wait? <laughs> <laughs> so then why doesn't revival come? Because I'm standing in the way, because I, you're standing in the way, because we're standing in the way. God is always ready to do revival. He is already... He has already begun the work for that to happen do you think that God can do a mighty revival out of grants pass that will reach the nations or even the nation some of you might be thinking well it's just grants pass come on little old grants pass can anything good come out of Nazareth you know how big Nazareth was? It's about, I've heard about 20 to 30 people lived in that little place. Yeah. Did something good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't, they didn't see revival when Jesus was on the earth. But it happened right after he left because he sent his spirit. And he wants to do it again. Hmm. Hmm. We're gonna play a song here in a minute. Um But uh as I play it, I just want you to ask the question again. What are you hearing that Jesus wants you to let go of? Um and, and, and you might I just wanna say you Some of you might come today and you might be like, you know what, I don't even have anything from last season but ashes. And you know, I get that. My dad died in January. And all we have left of him on this earth is ashes, literally. But God wants to give you beauty for those ashes. He wants to give you, I heard the word over this group, headdress. I kept hearing headdress, beautiful headdress, Isaiah 61. Beauty for ashes. So, even if you say, I have nothing to bring, and I feel like all I have is ashes, and destruction has, has plagued my life, and I know I have demons that I need to get rid of, or I have, I have relation, relational issues that need to be resolved with family or friends. Like, God wants to deal with all that, and He can. And He specializes in the impossible. And so I just, I just pray, Holy Spirit, give us the eyes to see what it is, Lord, that, that you want us to do, because it's just, it really is that simple. Just saying, Lord, what, what are you saying to me right now? And then we just follow it, because he's a good shepherd, and his sheep hear his voice. So Tony, do you want to um, play that song? This song, um, real quick, it's, it's very, it's prophetic to this season that we're in. And, a, and as you, as this song plays, if you hear the Spirit saying something to you, I would invite you to come up here. And if, and if you feel led to come up and pray for whoever comes up here, and maybe you get prayed for and you want to pray for somebody else, that's fine. This is for all of us. Like, what is it that, that is weighing us down? from running. Hebrews says, lay aside every sin and weight. A weight can be anything that inhibits us from running. And it so easily entangles us. Anything, anything that's not what he's saying now is an inhibitor. We just thank you, Father, for your grace. We thank you for your willingness to pursue us, Lord, and we just invite whatever you want to do. Maybe you feel like you need a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit. And you can get that. there's something you need to be free of, you can have that.
1: So what you want can stay, and what you love can the corner.